0: Welcome to episode 173 at the Left Behind Game Club. This week we play Super Mario Odyssey. Let's get right into it. Woohoo! You're listening to the Left Behind Game Club. Welcome to the Left Behind Game Club, our never-ending attempt to make sure that no game is left behind. I'm your host, Jacob McCord, and today I have two friends with me. The first friend, you know him, you love him, his name is Michael Ruffalo.
1: I am excited to talk with another Michael about a pretty
0: good game. Oh. The second Michael in our Michael sandwich is a friend that we've had for a long time from Bits of Time. Michael Berger, hello! Hello! Thanks for having me. No, we've been, uh, we've been friends for a very long time on the internet, and this is the first time we've done content together, so... Uh, please tell us about Bits of Time, tell us about the show you did before that, and tell us how Matt, a.k.a. Stormageddon, fits into all of this.
2: I forgot about it. Yeah, so my older brother and I have done two podcasts now. The first one was Games Gone, and that was basically a memory form podcast where we broke down a game and talked about our memories. That ended, then COVID happens and all that jazz. I was supposed to be in Japan, but that obviously got canceled, and so I started Bits of Time with my older brother, and the simple concept is we just see if a video game is worth your time. He generally doesn't finish games. I generally do. And we kind of talk about why I finished it and why he didn't. It's been a lot of fun so far. You guys do a lot of
0: YouTube content too, right? Yes,
2: we do. So our YouTube channel is growing. So that's very exciting. And that one, that's a bunch of lists, Xbox content that he usually does and random stuff here and there. And Matt... I think a, <laughs> he'll go a for good it. reco... No, a good reco
0: is after this... Y'all did a piece of content about Super Mario Odyssey, correct?
2: We did. Tell us about that and why should people should listen to it immediately after this. So that'll be an interesting thing because my older brother is generally not the Mario guy. So it'll be a good kind of gateway into it. Whether I'm, I love Mario, as you'll find out, I'm sure, soon. And that was the last episode of Season 3. We are working on Season 4 content right now.
0: Love it. Um, we will link all of your stuff in the notes, and then we will also link in the resources in the notes. Um, the specific Super Mario Odyssey episode. So, if you want a place to start, there's one, but there's tons of great stuff in the feed. So, check that out, Michael. Thank you for being here. Thank
1: speaking, you. speaking of Mario, I think we should put you through the gauntlet.
0: Oh wow, Michael's throwing the gauntlet out there. Are we? Are we doing the gauntlet, Jacob? Can I, I get a?
1: The- can I get a, a boing?
0: <laughs> I thought you were gonna get a. Oh uh-huh, yeah. <laughs>
1: all right uh michael we are gonna ask you some questions um all we're looking for for this yeah all we're looking for uh first thing that comes to mind okay Okay. um don't don't overthink it just just let us know this is to give everyone a little bit of context on you beyond what you've done and, and what you're working on okay so jacob hit the gong for me gong all right the gauntlet begins uh michael what is your first gaming memory
2: Playing Super Mario Brothers on the NES at my house. My dad brought that home. Awesome. What game have you
1: spent the most amount of time playing?
2: Oh, probably the original Starcraft or Halo. And how
1: much time have you? Do you think you've put into that?
2: <laughs> at least five hundred hours, probably.
1: Okay. All right. Um, have you ever called in sick or pretended to be sick so you could play more video games?
2: I don't believe I have. My wow. Man, so my memory This man's going, so but-
1: responsible. <laughs> this man's so responsible. Um who is the superior Mario brother? Mario or Luigi? Mario. You know, we accept wrong answers here. That's that's totally okay. Great answer,
0: Michael. I knew I loved you for a reason. <laughs> Short king.
1: Uh you know what, we're just gonna we're gonna end the gauntlet right there. Uh, Michael, no, thank you for going. playing. Thank you for playing. <laughs>
0: yeah. No, keep going. We have two other questions. The second to last question is, what is your favorite console generation?
2: Oh, I really love the Switch. I'm, Ooh. Um, yeah, I think I'm going to go with this one right now. The Switch. Wow. It's never it's been a better now.
1: time to be a gamer.
2: And I love my retro the most, games. So.
0: There, you can get retro games on Switch too? Yeah, exactly. And the most blasphemous question that we have, what is your most controversial gaming opinion?
1: The one that will get fucking nerds with spoons coming at you.
2: Trying to cut it, you. Oh, Halo 4's campaign was actually good.
0: Wow! That's a bad opinion. Well done. Yeah, thank you. Do you remember what the enemies were called in that? Because I don't. No. no.
1: The <laughs> Prometheans.
0: Uh, yeah, that sounds great. Right. Great campaign. I think. <laughs> Uh, and that is the the gauntlet. You survived. Well done, Michael. Thank you. Uh, a few pieces of housekeeping before we get into this game. Uh, if you like the show, you like this episode, do us a couple favors. Give us a review on your uh, podcasting platform of choice. Five stars only. If it's four stars, we don't want it. Uh, send this podcast to a friend because that's how people hear about podcasts. And make sure to follow us on Twitter at Left Behind Club and find our Discord at slash Discord. Today's game. Is Super Mario Odyssey developed by Nintendo EPD, published by Nintendo on Nintendo Switch on October twenty seventh, twenty seventeen. We start this show with our one sentence pitch called the Fast Pitch. So who wants to give their one sentence pitch of this video game first? Michael, I call upon you because you've not been on our show in a while. Sorry, Michael Ruffalo. Oh I no. I was like,
2: you. oh no, which Michael? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um
1: This is Mario Galaxy with less ideas.
0: Wow, here we go. Okay, other Michael.
2: This is the true spiritual successor to Super Mario 64.
0: Oh, uh, this is, in mine is, this is the second best 3D Super Mario platformer beyond Super Mario Galaxy.
1: That's a long Y'all way to of? say it's not as good as
0: Mario <laughs> Galaxy. Hey, damn, it's a good one. So we've talked about some other Mario games. What I'd love to know, and Michael... Um, Michael... Oh gosh. Michael Berger, I'm going to start with you. Uh, what is your experience with 3D Mario platformers?
2: I have played them all. I started with, obviously, 64 because I was the first one. I That one's like a childhood memory type thing, so I hold it in high regard. I still think it's a great game. Not a huge fan of Sunshine. So I would say, for me, Odyssey probably... Is below Galaxy and sixty four. It's probably like so high, high middle. We'll call it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mike Ruffalo.
1: I I I think you know this is kind of like saying what's you what's your experience with you know Mickey Mouse you know like I I feel like I've played um, you know the early Mario games at a young age and continued to play them as I got older. Um, I am not one of those Mario heads that plays, you know, everything that comes out. There's a bunch of those 2D Mario games that I haven't touched. Um, I I don't think I ever played Mario RPG all the way through. Uh, But all of the mainline Marios, I end up, you know, I end up playing. I think I've beaten pretty much all of them. Um, I'd be surprised if you stumped me with some of those. But but yeah, that's kind of my experience. Jacob, what is your experience?
0: Yeah, so I'm a big big Mario guy. Um I've played all the 3D's and I think that Super Mario Sunshine is actively a bad game, but like
1: why is there so much a- hate for it? It's for me it's like the it's dark Janky. souls of Mario <laughs> games. It's like it's hard.
0: Yeah, it's hard cuz it's not very good. Why do it's you It's unnecessarily difficult.
1: Oh, you're just a soft boy. You're just a soft boy. I am,
0: but like the camera is poor and I don't think the the flood mechanics are particularly engaging. So on the hierarchy of 3D Marios, it's at the bottom. I think Galaxy 1 and Galaxy 2 are great. Super Mario 64 is a little outdated, but still good. And then Odyssey is probably my second favorite after, like I said, the original Galaxy. And then I've played every Mario spinoff. I'm a huge Mario Strikers fan, but that's a, <laughs> oh, that's great. another
1: whole okay. podcast. All yes. right. I mean, yeah, I guess, I guess to your point, yeah, Sunshine's probably the weakest of the 3D Marios, but that's mm-hmm. because they're all so good.
0: Yes. Touché. High bar. You know? High bar of quality. Yeah. Very excited for Super Mario Wonder that (laughs) will... Is probably out by the time you hear this, so... Uh, I think we should start by talking about what makes this game different than all the other 3D Marios, and that is definitely Cappy. That is is the capture mechanic. So, one of the Michaels, I would love to know if you could just quickly explain how that works.
1: Cappy is... The MacGuffin or the, uh, the, the central mechanic of this game. He is a character that Mario is teaming up with to uh, basically adapt to every world that he enters or every kingdom that he enters. And Cappy allows him to take over enemies' bodies, possess them. Um, honestly, it's one of the creepier existential things <laughs> about Mario. If you think about it a little too much, it's a little creepy. Um, but yeah, basically Mario throws Cappy's hat and he can either use Cappy to jump to a higher spot, get an extra double or triple jump, or if Cappy grabs onto a pole, he can move it, or if Cappy hits an enemy, he can possess them. Um, And that's kind of the TLDR of of Cappy's involvement. You don't really see much personality. Cappy's motivation is that, uh, similar to Princess Peach, who's kidnapped by Bowser, uh, Cappy's one true love, Capet or whatever her name is, uh, is also <laughs> is also abducted in the process.
0: Yeah. Is it fair to say that this story in this game feels like it sort of inspired the Super Mario Brothers movie?
1: There's, okay, there are definitely moments where I'm like, oh, this is like the weird moments in Mario the movie where he gets sucked in a pipe and you see the, like, infinite space. Um, that's kind of what Cappy, you know attacking a dinosaur and taking it over made me feel there's definitely like an element there did you have any favorite
0: captures and by the way michael the the name of cappy's person is tiara Uh, of course you know that of course tiara
2: yeah okay
1: (laughs) of course she has
0: a tiara Uh, you mentioned some of the captures that you can do. Did any of y'all have any favorite captures that come to mind? Because for me, like it was in a lot of the the materials that came out around the release of this game, but I think that the T-Rex is sort of one example of something that you probably haven't gotten in another Mario game. A lot of those captures are very distinct, you know, at one point you're a tank at one point you're a T-Rex, but they fundamentally change not only the scale, but also the gameplay that you can undertake. So I always think of the, the T-Rex, maybe the taxi cab, uh, maybe uh, the tank. Did any of y'all have any favorites? Because there are tons of them. And the gameplay changes drastically for each.
2: I think that's probably the coolest part is you don't, it's exciting to capture one because you don't know how they're going to play and feel. Mm-hmm. That's my, the high bar for that. I think probably my favorite is that little caterpillar. I just like the feel yeah. of it. That one, and also the—I don't remember the name—but the one where you're the potted guy and his like legs stretch out, and you do that little hop. That's in Wooded Kingdom, if I remember correctly. I enjoyed that. Uh, one. He's like the stretchy legs dude.
0: Yeah, I'll I'll look and get you the name. But Mike, do you have any any other standouts? You
1: know, they're the they're the ones that you're like, I can't believe they're letting me do this, like the T Rex. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly, the ones that. I love the most are when you see a classic Mario character or Mario enemy and you're able to take it over the one for me that I didn't, that was like, wow, was when you can, um, possess the flame, the, the little flame oh, that pops yeah. out of the lava. I was like, yeah. this is crazy. This is wild. Um, I think the one that feels the best though, I totally have to agree. It's that caterpillar that extends.
2: Oh, it's good. Yeah. It just fe- it feels real good. And I think I feel the like, octopus, yeah, yeah, they don't overstay their welcome too. you move on from enemies. I think that was a smart choice. Totally. Agree. Yeah.
0: I, I mean, even the little ones like the, the gushen is what it's called. The octopus that you can sort of almost use the Mario sunshine <laughs> oh, jet pack ability. Like so good. There's some little ones like that that are great, too.
1: Oh, you know, the one now that you mention it, the I, I don't know the name. It's the turtle guy who throws hammers. Hit uh, the hammer bros hammer right? bros. What? It, yeah, sure uh just throwing a bunch of hammers and hopping around that that felt like a real power trip that felt like more of a power trip than being a tank to be honest <laughs> yeah classic for mario as well yeah uh
0: so this this is structured fairly similar to other mario games there is a map that allows you to explore um you know, a series of worlds that have moons that you collect in each of them and your spaceship kind of lets you travel between each of them. How did y'all feel about the the general structure? Because what I appreciated most was the ability as you're going through levels, they don't give you as much choice like in a Super Mario 64 where you can jump into like certain paintings at certain times because the the path through the levels is fairly linear, but they also give you the like at multiple points, little so branches. A juncture... Yeah, where you get to pick between levels. Did y'all like that sort of structure for this game?
1: Honestly, I didn't think that much about it. Like okay. it, it was one of those things where Fair. I'm going to have to go to this place anyway. So like it's it's not like I get to play this one or another one. I have to I have to play them both anyway. So uh or at least I did in the end. Um mm-hmm. I don't I don't know if you can get through it without completing them all. But uh but yeah, it didn't really mean much to me that it's like oh do you want to do the ice one or do you want to do the uh the the forest one
2: true there isn't too much choice at least they give it to you I do think this is inferior to galaxy and 64s four's total freedom I would say total totally freedom. with you yeah I wish I hope the next one goes back to that I don't know if they will that might be They've tried it enough that I think they want to do something different. And this was different. This is kind of a hybrid between the two of them. Mm -hmm. But, uh, yeah, I still prefer 64 and Galaxy for that reason.
0: I think whatever freedom that you may lose in choosing what levels you want to go to next, I think the freedom that you get and the amount of moons that you can collect within each level was actually almost my favorite part that you are basically, because, again, I'm a baby gamer. Yeah, you are. And I just like the dopamine hits that I get when playing. Oh, yeah. And you are basically tripping over moons. Like you at some really point, are. Like you move forward and you get a moon. <laughs>
1: Dude, that's exactly how I felt. But I felt it's so many points with this game bored because oh. I didn't feel like I had to work or think much to get a moon. Like it I just felt like, oh yeah, like this is a simple little puzzle. I just I do this doop doop and then I'm done. You know, uh, and I always had way more moons than I needed. And I think part of that was I just like poking around, you know, where I did where I did have fun was kind of poking around and seeing all the little hidden nooks and crannies in the the levels that they give you. But I also never felt like the worlds or the kingdoms that we were in were actually that big, you know, so it, it also felt.
2: Yeah, just generally bored for for a chunk of it. Do you feel like you needed a, another incentive to explore then? Because it seems like the moons weren't enough. Was the purple coins and outfits enough for you, or do you need something else? Honestly, I, I think
1: the outfits ended up doing it for me. I spent <laughs> so much time just getting, getting all the coins I could so I could buy every outfit. Um, and I don't think I got every outfit in the end, but I, I got most of them. Um, but yeah, just generally, the game overall felt very, very easy. And that that turned me off.
0: I think what I felt is like, sure, because imagine that you need 20 moons to get out of a level and that's essentially what powers your ship to be able to move from level to level. I think getting like the first 10 or 12 was always easy. You could basically just go through the level and sometimes they were just, you know in a platform that was a little far away, or you'd have to climb something or do a very simple puzzle. But it was, to me, like the last 30% of moons, at least in my baby gamer loves easy things difficulty, those would take a little bit of, uh, not a ton, but a little bit of elbow- elbow grease to get. And that's what I appreciated. is like, I got rewarded by just exploring the level, and then I'd have to do just, just the tiniest bit of digging to get that last 20 or 30% of moons.
2: And I feel like we have to remember that it's geared towards children. So that it makes sense starting that up and, you know, that difficulty ramp towards the end because the end moons are pretty darn difficult. There's this one where you have to like long jump perfectly, like 12 times in a row. It's, oh, it was very frustrating, <laughs> but I did it. <laughs> See, those,
1: those are the ones that for me, I'm like, oh, this is not the type of difficult that I'm looking for. Right. Like mm, I, okay. I want a puzzle that's, that I really have to sit down and you know figure out um but yeah it it was hard for me to throw stones at it while I was playing cuz I was like yeah like if I was a 7 or 8 year old kid that was picking this up I don't know that you can hop from wall to wall to wall all the way up I don't know that you know this mechanic exists yet but for me as someone coming to this with a lifetime of Mario experience you know hiding a star behind a basic mechanic or a mechanic that I've had a lifetime to learn <laughs> felt just way too easy.
2: Agreed. I think the problem with that too is some of the kingdoms are kind of lackluster. And I think the standout ones are really good, but there is some kind of mediocre ones and getting through those makes it harder because you need a lot of moons. At least you can find them quickly though. Uh would love to, to find out your kind of standout levels.
0: Uh, think about it. Well, I tell you that New Donk City is probably one of the best Mario worlds that has ever been crafted. I
1: disagree.
0: Mike. What? Mike. Go. I Use disagree. Words. Yeah. Defend.
1: So, so um, I had heard a bunch of New Donk stuff, right? Like going into this. Um, the marketing hype cycle was real. And so I got to New Donk and everything felt a little lifeless. Um, the, the people were okay first i have to say it was very very weird and surreal to be mario talking to normal normal ish humans you know okay like that was a bit of a you know head head spinner um but yeah i just didn't find like jumping across rooftops to be that interesting i didn't find the like cappy on the spring to spring yourself up a building that interesting um It fell so flat for me at so many points. I was like, I just want to get past this. And it's only when you get to the end of New Donk, right? Where, Where they have maybe the best moment, I think, of any Mario game I've ever played. That I was like, oh, now I get why people speak so highly of this. But when I'm looking at my experience in New Donk, I was like, oh, yeah, like... 80, 90% 80, 90% of this, I was not loving, didn't enjoy, didn't find that great. It was just the, you just happened to cap it with the best thing that I've ever experienced in a Mario game ever. Like, I sat there, I teared up, I cried. Like, the, it was just an amazing gut punch of nostalgia and emotion. And, you know, it was perfect. Like, I couldn't imagine a better way to cap to cap that off. Um, it just felt like, oh, we're just glossing over some of the boring, lifeless stuff that came before it.
2: Man. Do you know that what I mean? Like, do you get what I'm saying? <laughs> I can see it. I feel like the move set of Mario works really well with the setting, with the tall buildings and being able to scale them. I had a lot of fun just looking at a building. i like, can I make this gap? And that, I think, was <laughs> where it shines in that regard. And there is it like wack- Crackdowns. Yep, oh. <laughs> I haven't heard that name in a while. But yeah, I, I kind of did, I guess. And I do like that. There's such oddities. You can become the sewer great, or you know, the taxi in this part. And obviously, yeah, people do hone in on the celebration of Mario in this part because it is really, really good. But I'm. A, I think for I'm me, fan. like, go ahead, Michael, keep going. Yeah, too. I'm. A, I just want to say I am a fan on of the Metroid Kingdom, Metroid Kingdom, Metro Kingdom.
0: Yeah, I think for for me it was. Um, That this felt like my first open world sort of thing mm-hmm. Like it clearly was pretty contained And it almost felt like the Little Tykes version of Like what you would get in Spider-Man or Crackdown or something like that And the, the street level may have felt a little sparse in parts Like when you're on the street and there's just like a single taxi cab going through the street but it was when you got into the parks and the buildings and the sewers and up top and to the construction yard like that's sort of when it felt a lot more vibrant, and just like the music was fantastic, whether you know uh you know it was whether it was sung or not, the jazz music that you got in this level was fantastic
1: the jazz was fun the jazz was yes. definitely fun mm-hmm. um there's that the metro kingdom feels the most like Nostalgia, you know, gut punchy, right? There's all these. It feels like there's all these little nods to, um, to Mario and Nintendo fans. But on the whole, it didn't. I didn't enjoy playing it or solving puzzles in it like I did other areas.
2: You get chased by a T Rex <laughs> on a moped. <laughs> Great. <laughs> You make a compelling point. You
0: really do. <laughs> Did y'all have any other standouts beside New Donk City that you love to talk about?
2: I really liked Wooded Kingdom mainly because that I think it has one of the best songs in the OST. Yo, that, oh, they made surf rock, right? It's so good, and then it's
0: it's so good.
2: I think it also has one of the better bosses as well. That UFO fight, I think, is pretty cool, and also following mm-hmm. like the flower path through stuff. And obviously having it where you just jump off the side and you're going to a different level where that's where the T Rex is again. I do like the T-Rex levels now I'm thinking about it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I I love the aesthetic of the Sand Kingdom. Oh, I so cool. love the red sand. I love the like Day of the Dead Mexican um you know like little Pueblo, you know. Um that that aesthetically was something I enjoyed. Um I love the moment in the Lake Kingdom when you take over a fish for the first time, the little <laughs> fish guy, and you just you're mm-hmm. just swimming around. Uh, that was a ton of fun. Um, what else really stood out? I think the- I really like the Seaside oh,
0: Kingdom. I think Did- the Seaside Kingdom was also fantastic. Yes, I- that is the best one,
2: hands down. I think
1: I didn't Tell me spend why. much time in it. I I kind of blitzed through it. I was just so. Mission forward on that because I was like, mm. oh, I'm I'm behind on my hour count. Like I really need to get this done. <laughs> and so, so I, I think, just, it's,
2: yeah, it's okay if you rush things. You know, you can always go back. It's there. It's true. I think. Why, it, why is it your favorite? Aesthetically, it's beautiful. I think. Usually, I don't think about that when I'm thinking about Mario games. You know, and when we were talking about the cap. The capture mechanics, that thing where you're basically like Star Fox just shooting around that little gushy balloon thing. Plus, I'd, I usually don't like water levels in Mario games, and this one made me love a Mario, a water level in a Mario game.
1: A little too much uh, sunshine P- PTSD.
0: <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> the description like perfectly captures why I love it. It's like, the relaxing resort by the carbonated sea... Is just like such a perfect encapsulation oh, yeah. of what this level is. It's like a beach, but also like, you know, the water is almost sparkling how clear it is. Mm-hmm. And to your point, Michael, some of the captures that you make, even the, the, what the octopus that I had identified earlier of like being able to jet around and, you know, yeah. Capturing
2: the, a capture in the- octopus is, is yeah. so fun and capturing. But, yeah. I think that boss battle is pretty fun too. And, you know, using the fire flower or whatever it is to like race around the water. Like there's just so much fun traversing that world, which usually isn't the case with the water level for me. Agreed.
0: Yeah. Water levels usually scare me. <laughs> uh, any other call outs and levels or else I'm going to move to music. Cause we got to talk about this music a little bit.
1: I thought it was weird that Bowser's kingdom was like very Shogun Japan. <laughs>
0: Yeah, but, strange.
1: Yeah, it was an odd choice, but I enjoyed it. Same. I'm
2: trying to, Yeah, yeah. I I wish I liked the uh, ice level. I usually really love them, and I did uh, not like the ice level. In yeah, I
1: did enjoy the funky gravity on the moon. That, yeah, was, that, that was that was a little fun. bit of fun. Yeah,
2: just change things up a little bit. You know? Which is funny because we just had like Galaxy One and Two years prior, but. Still, the moon was exciting. <laughs> Do you feel like you're the only person in your circle who wants to go deep about video games regularly?
0: We were like that, too. Until now. Welcome to Crossplay Conversations,
2: the brand new bi-weekly topical video game podcast from Luke Lewis, Joseph Hooper, and Jacob McCoy. With many years of breaking it down separately on shows like the Left Behind Game Club, Player Player Podcast, and Luke One Games, the gang is finally coming together to publish their gaming group chat in audio form every other week.
0: Expect roundtable reviews of the latest games, profiles of upcoming indies, and insightful conversations about essential topics in the video game industry. All with a mostly positive, insightful, and fun style.
2: Help us out by subscribing on your podcast platform of choice to get the first episodes delivered straight to your feed.
0: And follow us on Twitter at Crossplay Convos for updates about the show. Cheers Cheers, and and happy happy gaming. gaming! After the moon, and we're uh, going to approach the, the spoiler zone, so if you don't want to get spoiled, the story's not that significant, but I will say we're going to spoil the rest of Super Mario Odyssey, so if you care about Bowser's wedding, then you might want to, you know, stop here. Going to the Mushroom Kingdom in its 3D, like, beautiful form was kind of weird for me. What? It was just, it was, look, it was, it was great, it was beautiful, it was fun to jump around, but it just felt like... I was invading my childhood in a way <laughs> that I wasn't expecting to. Oh, okay. That's an interesting viewpoint. this is viewpoint. therapy, I promise. <laughs> did you love it, though? Because it sounded from your, your face there that you loved it.
2: Yeah, I did. And I think probably it, one of the things that playing this game, I just feel like I was smiling most of the time because there were so many callbacks to 64, and so seeing a beautiful render of Peach's Castle. I'm like, oh, this is like coming home. And of course, then they also have the costume. of You can be the old 64 uh, reskin. And I was just like, man, this is great. But yeah, I would say exploring that world is not the best. And I could see how there'd be a little disconnect for you there. But plus, I don't like like fighting bosses over and over again. That's not really my thing. Especially when it's
1: kind of the same boss battle.
2: Yeah. Why do they do? Why do they do that? I don't know. Why? That's why I like the UFO fight because I think that's different. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
0: This so. felt to me like a way they extend the the play time. Right. Because Absolutely. Because I know that
2: was it. You or your brother that played it to get all the moons? Uh, that was me, and I got to okay. nine hundred ninety nine now. But I apparently I bought too many in the shop, so there's still moons I have to go grab for platforming reasons, and I, there's this one like two D one I. I was trying to do it before we record this podcast. I just like gave up. I was like, no, I don't need to do this. I'm okay.
0: So how many do you have left then, you think?
2: I think I have about like six, maybe.
0: And so explain to folks that like, because for for me, and and I, I assume Michael too, we sort of, sorry, Michael Ruffalo, we went through and sort of picked up some after we had completed the story, but sort of ended there. Can you explain like what you get at certain milestones cuz there are a couple different milestones when you get certain moon counts.
2: Yeah, so it unlocks two different stages towards the end. One is a boss rush thing, which not my favorite thing again. There's like mm-hmm. darker side of moon or dark moon and then darker side of the moon. Darker side of moon is like the final challenge. And I got <laughs> to the very end and died and I just I just gave up on that too. But there isn't too much incentive. I think it's There's something in my brain that was like, I just want to get to 999. I just want to see that number on my balloon. And I got there, Mm -hmm. but I don't know. Was it worth it? I don't know. I had fun doing it for the most part. There's some very frustrating moons, though, like trying to guide these sheep and where they can fall off and you have to hit them with a hat. Oh, Oh, I did that. Oh, that one frustrated me. (laughs) I think that was in Wooded Kingdom, too. One of my favorite kingdoms.
1: Oh, I thought you were. I thought that was in the Sand Kingdom.
2: Okay, so there is the one, the Sand Kingdom, but then yeah. Wooded Kingdom. It's once you beat the game, it also unlocks these special glowing blocks that go to harder moons that uh, you have to do. And that one is you have to guide sheep's, but there's like a curve and they can just fall off, and you have to like time it. Oh, it's, gotcha. Whoo, not my
0: favorite. Like, what thing. was your final? What was your final moon count like? Me? Yeah.
1: I don't know, but I definitely had way more moons than I needed in each in each one like I was Mm -hmm. I was not a completionist but I felt like I knocked out every moon that I saw
0: yeah same I feel like anything that was in sight I grabbed but once I'd finished the the main you know I was probably in the 200 I I think I stopped just shy of 250 I said you know what I have like 225 I'm really happy with this I don't need to see the dark side or the darker side because my understanding uh Michael, keep me honest here, 250, 500, 999 are sort of the the benchmarks, right? It sounds
2: right, if I remember. It's been a while, but...
0: Yeah. Uh, I cut us off before we talked about some of the standout music. We talked about New Donk City. We talked about the surf rock that you get in uh, Wooded Kingdom. Is there anything else that was a standout in your mind?
1: I just have to reemphasize that the end of New Donk, that Paulina singing, is amazing. Like it is the like I'm, I I don't even feel like I'm being hyperbolic here. Like I feel like it is the best moment I've ever had
2: in any Mario game, and a voice track, which is a interesting choice, but it really worked. I mm-hmm. totally mm-hmm. agree. You know what's weird yeah. is I don't have that many standout tracks though. Besides those couple that I'm thinking about, like when I think of sixty four, I can think of a bunch that resonate. That could be a childhood thing. And Galaxy is so orchestral. Mm -hmm. But this one, no. But the stuff that's really good is very, very good.
0: Yeah, but to your point, there's only so much of it. And it's not orchestral. It's not, you know, stuff from our childhood. It's the Super Mario players, I believe, is like the folks that put the music together, if I'm not mistaken. And, you know, a lot of it's just sort of... It's good. It's good, but it, it sort of falls to the background.
2: Which, I guess is not a problem, but usually when I think of Mario games, the music is pretty top tier, and I didn't feel that with this one, but it also it's I think it worked well for the kingdoms that they picked.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, speaking of which, is there a kingdom that you would want to have in this game that they didn't go to? Like a certain a level style or something like that. I just throwing it out there. I'm sorry.
0: No, I miss the galaxy, like circular globe stuff, and I know that that's like kind of unfair for me because they're not the same games but i think a lot about those levels in ratchet and clank and those levels in in mario when you get the the sort of planetoid levels and part of me wishes that we would have gotten just like a small return to form there in the main game of those planetoid style levels but i mean leaves us open for super mario galaxy 3 someday
2: Never going to happen, but I want it to.
0: Never, never, (laughs) never. They'll give me something I don't want. Mario gets high on some sort of mushroom flower.
1: It was wild because this game, I was expecting it to feel bigger and more expansive than Galaxy, you know? Um, And it just didn't. Like Galaxy felt huge. It felt like infinite possibilities. And this did not strike me in that same way. And it felt like in the way that Galaxy's innovation was, you know, these little planetoid levels and you know uh, a unique spin everywhere you go. This one felt like, oh, you know what we're gonna do? You're gonna you're gonna play some of this level in 3D. You're gonna play some of this level in 2D, and it's going. You're gonna need to do that to solve this overall kingdom, this overall world. And cool feature. Yeah, that's exactly how I felt. I was like, this would be so cool if you did this in a Galaxy game.
0: <laughs> you know what I appreciated not having? And this isn't your question, but I'll flip it on its head. Mike, you mentioned the the Bowser's Kingdom and how it was weird to have it almost be like a feudal Japan level. I very much appreciated that because instead of that, we would have probably gotten the like lava castle that we always get in that's Bowser levels. good point. Levels. So I appreciated having something different. Was it the most ideal? No, but I feel like anything's better. If I see a Bowser level where there's lava and I just have to avoid lava, I'm just not interested. Yeah, I'm like, cool. I'm just going to stop here because well, I know what comes next. This
1: time they said, you know what? Don't avoid the lava. Become the lava.
0: Yeah, you they know? did.
1: Like that. They truly, that did. was kind of fun. The other it, that also reminded me because there was a bunch of this in the Bowser's Kingdom. I love taking over the Bullet Bills. Taking over oh, a bullet yeah. bill was so, it felt like, yeah, you know, felt mm-hmm. way better than being a tank.
0: Yep. hundred percent. Even the, cre- even the creepiness you'd get in something like a, like a cap kingdom where you didn't really get to do anything, but you walked around and it was just like creepy vibes. This game is, this game is vibes, whether you're capping or whether you're in cap kingdom.
1: <laughs> I definitely felt like the beginning of the game was kind of creepy and yes. I don't know why it started that way.
2: (laughs) Yeah, I feel like Lost Kingdom should have been the starting level. Mm
0: -hmm. That would have been a stronger start for sure. Uh, We've talked about levels. We've talked about captures. We've talked about music. We've not talked in detail about boss battles. With good reason. (laughs) Just fire away, Rufalo. What now?
1: Okay, so let me tell you what the... Okay, for, for anyone listening who hasn't played... The bosses in this game are a bunch of varied rabbits, uh, the Brutals, that hang out on a flying ship who are there to basically be like 20s gangsters. And are like, you're not stopping Bowser, see? And then they they all put you in this circular ring. And it's all pretty much, you know, rule of three type of Bowser fight. Um, and They're all very easy. It, it doesn't feel like a boss fight i don't feel like i've accomplished anything feels like i just have to get past it you know like i remember other games feeling like oh cool this was a cool boss fight i grabbed bowser by the tail and i spun him around and then i threw him you know this did not make me feel cool or powerful it was like okay yeah this guy's gonna spin around for a bit and i have to hop on his hat
2: <laughs> i feel like they wanted to do like a different spin on the koopa kids and i don't think it worked i do like some of the other bosses like that ufo i've talked about the uh the, the Star Fox boss well, i don't know what you call it the two fists that fight you yep, yeah yeah that was the Andros looking yeah, boss. yeah exactly like i'm fine with that i did like the bowser fight too i thought that was pretty fun overall
0: mm-hmm.
1: agreed agreed yeah, it just <sighs> felt like the majority of them were yeah,
2: you fought them so much too
1: yes and then you circle back on them again Exactly. <laughs> like, no,
2: cut that part out, please. Yeah,
0: yeah. And I think, like, going back to your point, Michael, about the Bowser boss fight. Like, and then you get to be Bowser. Uh, you get to capture Bowser and be Bowser. Which, like, look, we've been Bowser in a couple games before, but I think any time you get to be Bowser is super fun. And I don't think it's ever been this good in a 3D platform in a in a platformer sense. I felt Have so Have we creepy. ever gotten to play him in 3D? I don't think we've ever played him in 3D. No.
1: I don't know. Like, I I feel like I've played as Bowser in games, but as the character Bowser, this mm-hmm. one felt creepy because it felt like I was Mario playing Bowser You're and him. <laughs> it was. Yeah, it just felt like invasive and creepy. I don't know mm-hmm. if I'm the only one that, like, spent too much time thinking about it, but
2: it it did not feel good. <laughs> the Psychology of Mario. You might have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was a cool twist, though, at the end. That was kind of fun something different i didn't expect that maybe Mm -hmm. i should have but i definitely did not see that coming all i'm saying is consent matters (laughs) absolutely uh any final thoughts you want to cover
0: on odyssey because we have a couple more things to, to go through here but before we jump into the time capsule i'd love to know if you had any final thoughts
2: i think it's a very solid mario game and i think it could be somebody's very first experience and they will get just as much out of it but there are so many little easter eggs for us veterans will call us
1: i do not regret playing it at all i had fun i i feel like that moment in new dong city at the end was everything i needed in this game um but it is not by far my favorite mario yeah, it's, and I don't, it's good
2: and I don't it's not mine either but I can see why it would be somebody's favorite for sure yeah, just because it controls so one. well <laughs> yeah <laughs> nice.
0: I don't know if there's a more essential Switch title and I know that Michael you said that the Switch is sort of like your favorite system mm. but I think if I was and I'd love to, to hear from both of y'all if you have other suggestions but if I'm buying a Switch I don't have a kid but if I'm buying a Switch for a kid I think for, or even for myself, like I think the essential collection must include Super Mario Odyssey.
1: What What do you mean by collection? Like,
0: like if you're buying two games, if you're picking up a, a Switch mm, at the store okay. for like the fam at Christmas time, and you have money for like two video games, this is probably one of the two.
1: Yeah, it's, I don't oh, think there's a less mm, there's a
0: more essential game on the Switch. It's
1: definitely the safest. Okay. I think I think Tears of the Kingdom. Is by far the best game on the Switch. The the auto purchase the it is for I think a huge chunk of people the reason they should get a Switch.
2: Man, you got me really thinking. I could mm-hmm. if you had two games, yeah, I would probably say Tears of the Kingdom and Odyssey. But I would really have to think about that actually now.
0: Okay, I, let's make it three and let's leave people with like <laughs> the essential Switch collection.
1: What we're saying, Michael, is we should continue to extend the number of games until Mario Odyssey is <laughs> definitely a buy with it.
2: Oh, I would probably say Fire Emblem Three Houses for me, if you like the strategy okay. RPGs. I love that game. Man, I'm trying to think of 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim, but that's also not on. It's on Switch and mm-hmm. PS4, but that is. A I think to Jacob's point
1: there, you know, like I bought two games when I bought uh, Tears of the Kingdom because there was a buy buy one get one or buy one get one 50% off or something like that and the second game was Mario Odyssey. It was Wait, so you it got it a much
2: later. Okay.
1: Oh yeah. Yeah. Like I said I, I bought it I bought it earlier
2: this year. That's pretty wild. So when did you get a Switch? Shortly after launch. So you obviously picked up Breath of the Wild like everybody else. Exactly.
1: Yeah. Played Breath of the Wild and didn't play a whole lot after that (laughs) um but you know there's more stuff now to play for for a while the switch was really an indie machine i think Mm
0: -hmm. and now there's a steam deck for that exactly i i think i'll just quickly say i think mine would probably be odyssey then breath of the wild or tears of the kingdom and then a multiplayer game which is either mario kart smash or uh mario party not the one that you need to play Superstar is the good one, not the bad one.
2: Absolutely, yeah,
1: yeah. You make a good point, Jacob. Smash Ultimate is maybe an auto buy. Like, if you if you want two games, Tears of the Kingdom as the best solo experience that you can just find infinite depth in, um, and then Smash Ultimate as the perfect party game. You know, like, and and you can even play that solo too. There's a bunch of solo stuff within it. But we're not talking about that. We're talking about this second or third tier Mario game. Well, hey, uh, maybe the
0: reviewers agreed with Michael and I when they said that this game was a 97 on Open Critic. 98% of critics recommended it, and here's a few quotes from the press. Uh, First from Ryan McCaffrey, gave it a 10 out of 10 on IGN, and said Super Mario Odyssey delivers on that ongoing promise of originality and invasion. It distills the venerable series... Series' joyful, irreverent world and characters and best in class platforming action, and introduces a steady stream of new and unexpected mechanics. It's all spun together into a generational masterpiece.
1: Like I said earlier, we accept wrong opinions here.
0: Well, maybe someone should, should tag Ryan McCaffrey and say this, this little podcast said he was wrong. Michael Ruffalo on this little podcast said he was wrong. Uh, Andrew Rainier on uh, Game Informer gave it a 9.8 and said with hundreds of moons to collect and a dizzying number of un- of secrets to unearth, Super Mario Odyssey is a monster of a game that rarely dips in the fun department.
1: I, I think... So, all of that to say, like, yes. Very positive reviews all around for this game. I think I just expected more... From a you know a mainline 3D Mario game, and maybe my expectations were too high. Maybe it was all the hype and people yelling "New Donk City" all the time. Um, but uh, but yeah, it it just did not feel like the. It didn't feel like it topped Galaxy, and that's where my that's where my bar was. High bar. Yeah. High bar. Yeah. Again, a Galaxy feels like. In my opinion, the best 3D Mario game. Yeah,
2: Galaxy's could be pretty good.
1: Yeah, what would you put above it? Like, 64 revolutionized everything. You know, you got to yeah. give its kudos there. But going back to play 64, rough. It's just not. It just still doesn't. Feels, I compare. think it still feels good.
2: Yeah, but yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah. Do either of
0: you have the Mario 3D All-Stars collection that just came out a little while ago?
2: Yeah. No.
0: Okay, that has a a remastered 64, Sunshine, and then uh, Mario Galaxy 1. And I think to your point, Mike, like Galaxy holds up, Sunshine is bad, and 64, (sighs) you just credit it and say like, this revolutionized games, and it is still good, but it obviously doesn't touch... These, like, real 3D Mario platformers. Yeah,
2: it's like a arena. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> there's some uh, game design choices there. I do yeah. still feel like in 64 Mario feels so good to control. There's something about it, like, especially if you have the other original N64 controller, just, like, slightly moving the analog stick. I don't know, there's something... It feels just so good. I mean, honestly, it feels great, too. So is Galaxy, but...
1: I'm with you, I'm with you. There's just, like... Galaxy feels like such a refinement oh. and mm-hmm. an innovation at and the same time. it
2: feels awesome on the 3D All-Stars because you can now use the pro controller to point and use the motion controls. Whew, that's a game changer.
0: Mm-hmm. I think for me it's like it's it's in 64 it's doing the long jump and being able to almost like reposition your mario as you're doing the long jump that's the control stuff that you were talking about and then in in galaxy it's just the orchestral music and watching your mario like arms out titanic style (laughs) just like (laughs) flying around planets it's so good it's so
2: good i'm gonna have to play that game again soon man
0: (sighs) well hey if we if we play it well we know who to call first uh to talk about it on a podcast Um but one last thing we'll leave you with if you want uh us to tickle your nostalgia bits, you. Consent is important, Jacob. Consent is important. We're gonna talk about some of the games that came out around uh this game. Uh here's a fun fact on the same day as Mario Odyssey, we got Assassin's Creed Origins and Wolfenstein to the Last Colossus. The literal same day. So if you're going to the store, which one are you buying out of the three between Odyssey, Origins,
2: and New Colossus?
1: Odyssey. And then I'm disappointed I didn't get Wolfenstein. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm. Odyssey for myself. And then I really loved the first Wolfenstein. I've only played like five minutes of the second one. I don't know. I haven't gotten back to it. But I really like the first one. And I have not mm-hmm. played mm-hmm. Origins.
0: Yeah, I'm same. in the same boat. Wolfenstein 2 is great. Uh, we... We're going to play it on this podcast, but uh, but we're not doing that. Uh, and Origins is just a game that I don't have the hours for. Too many Assassin's Creed games, too many hours. That's why I'm excited for Mirage. And if and you, listener, week,
1: are upset that we're not playing Wolfenstein 2 on the podcast, DM Jacob. Tell him that he sucks. <laughs> tell him that <laughs> yeah. it's his fault.
0: And where can folks find me
1: in a Discord, Michael? They can find you at Jacob McCourt. Is that it? On Discord, yeah,
0: but uh, Left Behind oh, inside slash is where you find. Yeah,
1: me. inside, Lef- inside, inside the Discord. You can go to Left Behind game dot club slash Discord. Um, you can find Jacob on Twitter at Jacob McCourt. <laughs>
0: you wow, you're just throwing me on blast you can, Any other places? I, you I'm you on can, Blue Sky. You can
1: you can find him.
0: Nope, we're not putting that in the show. <laughs> That's getting bleeped out. (laughs) I didn't know. (laughs) Yep, we're going to bleep that email out too. (laughs) You should just
1: harass him on the internet anywhere you can find him.
0: Great. Well, before people harass me, um, I'd love to, uh, Michael, um, thank you for coming on the show today um, and for talking a little, not other Michael. Uh, for And here, here's the reason why I kept calling you Berger and not Berger is because my orthodontist name was Dr. Berger. Oh man. And so like I see, and I spelt the same way. And whenever I see it, I'm like, Berger, the man who took the money from Matifs. No, <laughs> Berger, Michael Berger. Thank you for coming on the show today. If folks want to find
2: you again, where's the best place they can do that? Well, first, thank you. This has been an honor. You guys are the, I believe, the second indie podcast I've ever listened to. So Get out of here. This is kind of a surreal experience for me. Who's, who's, the, who's the first? Uh, watch out for Fireballs. Oh, yeah, yeah. A classic. Yeah, so I went from them to you. Great fit. <laughs> thank you
1: so much for, for joining us. It's been yeah. such a pleasure having you. Thank you. Um, you can f- where, find Yeah, you. where can people yeah. find
2: you? Matter of Michael, basically on all the social media things, and then bits of time. You can find us everywhere as well on YouTube, on the social medias, and your podcast choice, your podcast catcher of choice. That's the way they there say that.
0: Go. You talked a little bit about what's coming up in bits of time, but um, can you give a tease on on what's coming up in the in the near
2: future for bits of time? So we are working on season four games, which will launch in November. So probably right around when this is coming out which is very mm-hmm. cool uh i am spending a lot of time on some retro games and then we have a very very long game that we're working on Ooh, any hints it's a jrpg that i love dearly and i'm gonna make my Ooh. older brother try and finish it but i don't think he's going to
0: <laughs> okay
1: okay that, that's me with kodor and jacob
2: <laughs> oh i need to yeah, play that too i need to play that too
0: i played it once there's other games to play i'm good uh michael thank you so much for coming uh like we said at the top we already plugged all the things so i won't plug them again uh but michael i'll ask you without doxing yourself and putting your email out there where can you be found on the internet
2: uh x slash twitter matter of michael instagram same thing and then bits of time twitter i believe we're at bits of pod i don't even remember our thing we'll it'll be in the show notes michael ruffalo go ahead you next
1: You can find me at Ruffalo M, R-U-F-F-O-L-O-M, on most social places online, or you can find me at MichaelRuffalo.com or .ca.
0: And we've already plugged the crap out of me, so I think I'm going to throw it over to Mike Ruffalo to close the show.
1: And that, my friends, is one less game left behind. Video games are a unique medium. They can tell stories. Immerse us in strange, fantastic worlds.
2: Blur the very boundaries of our reality. But at the end of the day, video games are fun. Whatever fun is to you. I'm Jeff Moonen. And I am Matt aka Stormageddon. And on Fun and
1: Games, we talk about the history, trends, and community of video games. It's a
2: celebration of all the games we play and all the fun we find within
1: them. And there's so many more games out there. So we hope you'll share in that conversation with us.
2: Fun and Games podcast with Matt and Jeff. Find us on certainpov.com or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: And happy gaming.